part two of the Jimmy Kimmel interview with former President Barack Obama. That's what I do! <laughs>
with going through and reading about how difficult it is to get something like that done, which is crazy, by the way, because it's something that, looking back, people are pretty happy with. But it's amazing that you got it done. It is um, the, the slimmest of margins, and to this day, um, Republicans keep trying to kill it and us while they're at it. And um, uh, I mean, that is uh, that alone is, I think, an accomplishment uh, that you could build a, a presidency around. You know, I, I, I was really proud about that. And, and I, I go into detail of the all the hurdles and barriers. It, it's probably the one piece of legislation where I really describe in detail the whole legislative process, the sausage making, uh, as, as uh, it's, it's called in Washington. Um, you're right. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, but, because when you make sausage, uh, you people, everybody understands that people want to eat the sausage. But there are people going like, no, no, no sausage for these people. And you're saying, but people want sausage. And okay. we get wind up with no sausage a lot of the time. <laughs> it, you know, we, we have some structural barriers that are making government uh, not work. And I describe one of them, which is uh, the filibuster in the Senate, where it's not in the Constitution, but somehow now everything requires a supermajority 60 votes to get <laughs> things done, uh, which means that uh, a, a, a unified opposition can block anything, and that's what happened during health care. Uh, I tell you what, though, Jimmy, uh, the bottom line is uh, that we ended up getting not just 20 million people who didn't have health insurance health insurance, but as you uh, have so eloquently championed, and, and I, I, I mean this sincerely, uh, uh, you helped uh, save the, the protections of the Affordable Care Act when you uh, spoke so eloquently about its impact on your own family, and hundreds, uh, uh, over 100 million people have somebody in their family with a pre-existing condition that could have been affected uh, if this thing had gotten repealed. Now I look back and I say, that is worth it. And uh, as I uh, describe in the book, um, the night that we got that done, um, and uh, I was upstairs, uh, Michelle and the girls were on spring break. I was alone with Bo, the dog that Ted Kennedy had given me, and he had been a champion of healthcare who had helped <laughs> oh, uh, I think you meant push Bo. me on this. <laughs> Bo was also a champion <laughs> of healthcare, sure. Yeah. Yes, veterinary, uh, sure. You know, that, that night was uh, the best night of my presidency uh, because I knew this was a hard thing. We got it done, and I was absolutely convinced that once it took, that the American people over time would see the benefits of it, and uh, uh, it survived a lot of efforts uh, to get unwound. Many years ago, I decided to do an experiment. We went out in the street, and we asked people what they thought of the Affordable Care Act, and then we asked those same, mostly Republicans, and asked those same people what they thought of Obamacare. And it was comical. I mean, everybody liked the Affordable Care Act, and no one liked Obamacare. And it's just so frustrating, and I would imagine it's very frustrating for, for you. But thank God you, you, you made that uh, top of the list, really. It, it, it was a priority. We've got more work to do. And, uh, you know, there's still people who don't have coverage. There's still people who, even though Obamacare has made it accessible, uh, the, uh, some of the premiums uh, are still a little bit too expensive for folks who are working but don't make a lot of money. 
and aren't getting as big of a subsidy as they need. So uh, I'm glad that Joe Biden has made it one of his priorities to uh, uh, improve it. You know, I always called this a starter home. It's a good start, just like Social Security began. It didn't cover everybody. Eventually it grew. My hope is we build on this. Each generation uh, should be able to refine and, and perfect this so that over time, eventually, we do the same thing for American citizens as every place else from Canada to Japan to France to England, everybody else is able to do, which is to make sure if you get sick, you're not going bankrupt, your family's getting good care, uh, and overall, everybody's better off. President Obama is with us. When we come back, I, I want to ask about bin Laden and more things. We'll be right back. President Barack Obama is with us. This is his book. It is a big bestseller. It's called The Promised Land, and it's great. And one of the, I mean, really one of the, of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard is the story about planning and executing uh, the raid on bin Laden and also all the different things that were going on while you were working on that. Well, I, I, the book ends with the bin Laden raid. Yeah, uh, and, and part of the reason I ended the book on the Bin Laden raid was it was also at the time when the whole birther uh, uh, conspiracy uh, was being floated by Donald Trump. Right. And so, you know, you get this split screen uh, that I was experiencing uh, during my presidency where we, we are planning this huge, risky, difficult uh, operation that involves all the power and, and you know, technology and, and skill and courage of, uh, of the U.S. military and intelligence. And at the same time, I'm dealing with a guy who's saying that uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't born where I was born. And, and it gives you kind of an example of the, the, the weirdness uh, of modern politics where uh, you want the president to be focused on the job, not on a circus. Uh, but the circus is what a lot of times is dominating uh, the, the press and ends up distracting uh, a lot of the White House. And, and one of the things I, I always had to do was to try to screen that stuff out to make sure that uh, I'm keeping my eye on the ball. It's almost, it almost feels like a television show. It's so preposterous. So you got this guy who, uh, by the way, I, I'm sure you know, floated the idea that you, you, you're, uh, they didn't actually kill Bin Laden. Um, it was, it was uh, you killed like Weird Al or something like that. Did you kill Weird Al Yankovic? Uh... <laughs> well, I, look, I, I mean, it, it would be preposterous except for the fact that it's uh, the President of the United States retweeting it. Yes. Um, and when you had, uh, I think, uh, one of the members of the, the SEAL team responding, you know, understanding the risks he and his uh, fellow SEAL members took. Uh, anything could have happened. You know, that's just not uh, what you want out of a commander. <laughs> it's uh, very silly. It, it, so, yeah. a personal question. I asked this question of your wife. I interviewed her in uh, Tacoma last year. And she yeah. told me that, she said, the next time I see you, I will tell you the answer, and I will tell you a story. But I haven't seen her. Um, so, on the night you did kill Bin Laden, did yeah. you and Michelle make love? <laughs> did, did, did she say she was going to answer that? Yes. 
when I read the book and you were talking about hearing people outside the White House chanting USA, 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 I had an image in my head. I did. <laughs> uh, I suspect that she was asleep. Because uh, the truth of the matter is, most of the time, by the time I was done working, uh, she'd be snoozing. Uh, right. So... Michelle goes to bed about 9 o'clock. <laughs> you don't have to make excuses. Um, it's okay. I experienced the same thing. It's not an excuse. It's a, a lament. That <laughs> <laughs> could be a, a good title for the next book. <laughs> lament. I thought this might be fun. We have, um, we have something planned. We found uh, some, some people who are very excited about your book coming out. Uh, some of them, like, traveled to your inauguration in 2008, and we told them uh, we, they don't know that we're involved with this at all. They don't know this is on television. I think they think it's through a bookstore. We asked them if they wanted to watch clips of you reading your new book, and they think these are pre-recorded clips, like an audio book that they'll be seeing, but instead we'd like you to do it live and then kind of surprise them as you do it. Would you like to give this a try? Good, let's do this. All right, Come let's on. do it. All right. All right. I'm ready. Let's start. <laughs> this woman's name is Joyce Taylor. She's uh, an auditor from Temple Hills, Maryland. Um, huge fan. Saves magazine clippings about you, all that stuff. You know, she can't hear us. She doesn't know she's on. Who's this? Being the president takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice. But one of the most rewarding parts of the job was traveling these United States and meeting the great people that make up this country. From farmers in Iowa to auto workers in Detroit to retired auditors from Temple Hills, Maryland. The retired auditors are actually my favorite. They were always coming up to me and saying things like, Oh my God, Barack, I love you. My name is Joyce Taylor. <laughs> Joyce, was that a pretty good impression of you? <laughs> hey, Joyce, what's going on? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yeah, Joyce, it's so nice to see you. Thank you all the time. I pray for you all the time. 
choice. Thank you. Thank You're you, awesome. President Obama. The book is called A Promised Land. It is out now. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. That was fun. Appreciate it. We'll be right back with Zach Brown Band.